Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Today y Mañana. I'm Alex. This is Nick. We're very excited to have you joining us this morning on a very good morning to just sit down, relax, enjoy some Today y Mañana, learn some more about amazing local entrepreneurs, and enjoy your café con leche or whatever will get you warm and awake this uh, Thursday morning in Charlottesville, Virginia. So we're, we're very excited. How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing great, Alex. How doing about well. you? I'm yeah. doing well. I'm doing well. So Nick is joining me again this week. Uh, Xavier will be back at some point. At some point. He'll He's have a, both his eyes this time instead exactly, of just one. You get to see him with both eyes wide open, 2020 vision. So he's going to be looking great. He's going to be looking brand, brand new. Brand new. <laughs> it's funny because he got cataract surgery, in case everyone, and the, he used to, he, in our entire life, he wore glasses. Now he doesn't wear them. And it looks, whenever he walks into a room, I think he can't see me. <laughs> but I know he can. So it's very, it's very bizarre because I'm like, I'm over here. And he's like, I know. You know? I see you. I, I see, see you there. Anyway, um, let's so jump right I, in. I'm very excited. We're going to be joined very shortly by Kirsty and Brandon Perry. Kirsty uh, going to be talking about Kirsty Perry Art and Brandon about his new book, Otis and Clara. And then later in the show, we're going to be joined by Brenna Rice. She is the owner and entrepreneur at Luxury Homebody. So we're going to be joined by them shortly. Of course, as always, thank you to Judah Behind the Camera, our, the I Love Seville Network for being on the set here. Of course, thanks to our presenter, Emergent Financial Services, and our partners at Credit Serious Insurance, Miguel, Chit, Carolina. Who were on now, last week. Um, as well as... Castle Hill Cider and Forward Adelante, the premier Latino networking group here in Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, we have a great show in store. We've already got some people liking the show this morning. Caravello Vincenzo from Italy liking the show this morning. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Caravello. We always love our, uh, our international viewers. Who, who like the show early in the... So it, well, actually, there, it's already the afternoon. So, they, right, so they they're having their afternoon espresso. He's, he's probably having his afternoon espresso right. and enjoying a little bit of today y mañana in the morning here. And so we're... I, I'm, I don't know about you. I'm ready, I'm ready to jump right in. Let's go for it. Let, let's do it. Let's do it. So we're excited to welcome to the show Kirsty Perry and Brandon Perry. Kirsty, Brandon, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, excited thanks. to be here. Now we're, we're, we're excited, excited to have you here. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll start with each of you and I'll go, I'll go with you first, Kirsty, and just ask, so tell us a little bit about how you first became interested in, in art. I always love the story of how people started developing that passion. Yeah. Um, so I'm, a, I'm actually a clinical pharmacist by day and paint by night. Um, so I have always loved painting. I, my grandmother taught me how to paint when I was really little, um, starting with watercolors and acrylics. And then after that, it's been kind of trial by fire, me just doing this as a hobby for family and friends. Um, and yeah, it's just spiraled over time. And last year I had our first child, Jack, in September. And about this time last year, thank you. <laughs> about this time last year, I was really kind of stuck in this rhythm of like, wake up, go to work, come home, take mm-hmm. care of the kid, go to bed, rinse and repeat. And felt like I was on this Ferris wheel of <laughs> never ending cycle. Um, so went back to kind of my love for art to find my creativity again and um, yeah it's just spiraled from there with you know being at different exhibits and art shows and yeah <laughs> that's fantastic and Brandon how about yourself what 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 led you to say hey you know what I'm gonna write a children's book <laughs> yeah absolutely so um, I'm a career educator so I'm in my 12th year I teach locally sixth grade social studies mm-hmm. And so I teach and coach, totally my passion. Um, and since our son was born, I've read a lot of children's books. Uh, and I have a, had an idea over the past few years that I've kind of, in my brain, worked through um, and started kind of rough drafting out a manuscript. Um, and I work with uh, an educational um, company out of Canada called Codebreaker Education. And they have a publishing sector um, through mainly North America. They also have a collaborative sector in Australia. So I reached out to them with my idea. They loved it. And um, yeah, so kind of finalized the manuscript. They've been working on editing. And then obviously the, a big piece of a children's book is the art the and art. illustration component. And so uh, obviously, you know, my wife, Kirsty is super talented. Um, you had an so, in-house illustrator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> illustrator, <Perfect>, yeah. <laughs> you know, setup and collaboration. And yeah, so we're really excited to... Um, you know, kind of get it going. It's uh, almost done. I think mm-hmm. about halfway through the images and illustrations. Mm-hmm. And once we finish, it'll um, go to the publisher. They'll finalize it, put it together, and then it'll go on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com, and 
um, yeah, all across the world. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Congratulations. It's always difficult to get, like, publishing is, is, you know, they say it's such a bottleneck industry, so it's amazing that you two were able to accomplish that. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, Kirsty, what are some of the, the mediums you, you work with, and the, the, how would you describe your art for those who say, all right, yeah, well, you know, I, I've heard of Kirsty Perry art. What, is, what, what can they expect? Yeah, I, um, I really enjoy doing landscapes. Of course, we live in such a beautiful <laughs> spot with Charlottesville, with the mountain scenery, and that tends to be my biggest... Um, inspiration um, and I like to work with really bright bold colors too I really have experimented with all of the mediums I've really enjoyed working with oil paint this mm. past year and did some really big paintings for our new house that we moved into um, which was really fun um, but my my favorite is watercolor I mm. love especially with a young child it's really easy to just pick up and paint some and then put it down and you don't have to worry about paints drying or anything like yes. that you can just wet it them again um, and so that's what the book is. Um, it's it's all watercolor, and we actually brought for you guys. Well, we could talk about the characters some too, but oh, stickers absolutely. of the characters. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we're, we're, we're going to ask you all about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just the bright images, and, and mainly inspired by the surrounding landscape. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, on that. So what what is Otis and Clara about? Who are some of the characters, the inspiration there? Yeah. So um, it's actually a very uh, you know a lot of it has a, pers- a lot of personal connection. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I mean the setting is. We love Virginia. It, it takes place kind of a lot of the landscape of Virginia and Charlottesville, yeah. mountains included, um, is kind of the landscape of the book. And um, it's based on a shy and timid bulldog named Otis. <laughs> and he, is, uh, he has a school field trip coming up, and he's really nervous. They're going to climb a local mountain called Dogwood Mountain. And he is terrified to go, and so he's trying to find ways to get out of it. And he has a special visitor in a cardinal named Clara uh, that visits him, helps him find his courage and confidence, and um, you know helps him get to the field trip. And he climbs the mountain and conquers his fear, steps out of his comfort zone um, from the help of his friend. And so for us, it's a lot of great connection because we have a bulldog named Otis who is very timid and shy. <laughs> uh, and so that was you know the inspiration for that character. And then. Um, my mom actually passed away 12 years ago and her favorite bird was cardinals. And so um, for me, you know, at at times in my life, I feel like I still get, you know, insight and messages from her, you know, even though she's not around. And so, um, so I feel like, you know, that's a big piece and it was just a cool way to kind of put it together with our dog and, you know, connecting to my story. And a lot of that has to do with the why behind, you know, my educational philosophy, what I love about teaching and helping students, you know, discover their own confidence and find ways to try new things and new experiences and step mm-hmm. out of their comfort zone, and that's what the book's all about. That's fantastic. Yeah, you can show you can if you hold them oh, up yeah. to like the camera, like right about eye level. There, yeah. they'll so people this is can, Otis. <laughs> this is Clara. Clara. Yeah. Which they really are. They're, they're such cute yeah. pictures. I know you say like landscape is your is your passion there, but uh, just. You have very cute way of drawing of drawing yeah. animals because they are they are quite quite adorable. What what would you say? I noticed people always ask and quick shout out. Uh, we got we got you got some viewers already. Johnny Ornelas, thanks for watching the show. Emilio Pobrena, uh, John Blair, Miguel Torradin, uh, Elizabeth Erpi, thanks for watching the show this morning. So we got some some definite. Well, uh, I love how Miguel always fans. says bon, uh, buongiorno. Even Bonjour. though he, because he, he knows we're half Italian, so he always oh, yeah. like, makes that joke. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, Matthias Young, thanks for watching the show this morning. Anne Hensley, thanks for for liking the show this morning. So, got, got I have a follow up question for Brandon. So, do you feel like it's important? Because I noticed that, like the first thing you mentioned coming off of the the story was the fact that there was like this message behind it. Do you feel like it's important for for children's uh, literature to have a didactic aspect to it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think for me, you know there's so many pieces that we thought about putting into this one is like obviously the art and I think that's a cool piece and that jumps out to people but also the story and the message itself Mm -hmm. um and we tried to think of ways to to make like lovable characters um and you know my experience with with teaching is you know kids inherently are drawn to animals and they love animals and and dogs in particular 
And so, you know, that I thought was a cool way to kind of weave into the story. And, you know, also in terms of the, the concept of like stepping out of our comfort zone and, mm -hmm. and building on our confidence uh, is so important and, and such a big piece of what I try to do as a teacher and how I frame my lessons and curriculum and help students learn the value of trying something new, even if it's something you're not used to or comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And the value that comes with that is the growth that, you know, you experience. And in particular, the, the connections that you're able to build with people that you wouldn't normally interact with. Mm -hmm. um, and so those two things are so valuable. And I think it's awesome when I'm able to see kids do that and try new things and step out uh, and the growth that they experience. And so that's, you know, our hope with this is that, uh, you know, kids can read it and, and love the characters, love the scenery and the art, and also get that bigger message of, you know, taking a leap and stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah, to be inspired to yeah. do that. And I mean, speaking of taking the leap, what was it like for you, Pierce Teachers? I mean, our audience loves the entrepreneur aspect of like, what was it like to say, okay, this is something that I love to do and, and you know, and to paint, and I'm actually going to go out there and sell it. I'm going to like actually market my yeah. painting to people as opposed to just painting yeah. at home for myself. What was that like to take that leap? Yeah, no, I, that happened about a year ago, probably around this time. And I was having that thought of like, what can I do to get back to myself and finding my creative outlet again um, and hadn't told anybody about that and ironically that same day my sister-in-law Michelle your sister texted and asked she was starting her own business as um, a running coach based out of Warrington Virginia and texted and asked if I would design her artwork for her logo um, totally unprompted so I found that to be a very serendipitous meeting mm -hmm. from the universe of you know, I've, I'd been thinking about getting into art, and then this just landed in my lap. Um, so that kind of started the, the snowball of, of doing things more so for commission or for hire nope. than, than just doing it for fun. Um, and then, yeah, just I, it, it just gradually went from there of, of doing things for sale and... Um, it can be a very vulnerable feeling to put something exactly. <laughs> with a price tag on it, something that you've created, but um, it's just been such a gradual process, and along the way, there's just been different outlets that have allowed me to, to express that artwork, whether it's exhibits in, in Middleburg, Virginia, or um, doing the Mary Mill art exhibit uh, this mm -hmm. past fall. So That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it is, especially since I know art can be something so personal yeah. that you've created. Right. You know, to, to put it out there and say, okay, does anybody else, does anybody want to bring this into your home? Yeah. You know, does it join from yeah. my home to yours? Yes. Yeah. And, and I still have that panic feeling all the time of like, does anybody actually like this? <laughs> 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 is this good? But I think it, it's, um, yeah, it's really exhilarating to put something out there and um, to feel vulnerable. I think that kind of goes back into the message of the book of stepping outside of your comfort zone. Absolutely. And, yeah. Just, but I mean, that's how you made connections that, like right. you said, you wouldn't otherwise have yep. made yep. with people. Um, Michelle Perry Pace is watching. She yeah. says, so proud watching this. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle, yeah. for watching. So shout Maybe out to for, Michelle yeah. and Soulful yep. Running. Yeah, yep. Soulful Running out of Warrington. So if you're in Northern Virginia and want a running coach, that's where you go. There you go. Exactly. Oh, so you don't. Michelle, if you're in the neighborhood, you can come on too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, Michelle, to give us a, uh, a, a call or an email. Yeah. Um, did Otis pose for a lot of his? Yeah. <laughs> or was he forced to pose, or was it? Uh, did Did he just like catch him in the moment? He did pose for a lot of them, One. and I, I like to work from photos too. So a lot of these are like photo snapshots that we mm -hmm. have of him uh, actually okay. making these pouty faces. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, so the images are super close to what he looks like. Yes. And it's funny, some days, like, if it's a nice day out, we're like, all right, we got to do this page. Like, let's get Otis up and get him outside and see if we can get some, like, mock-up <laughs> looks of, like, what it could be. Um, and he's always, you know, he's a bulldog, so he likes to take his naps and he kind of struts outside. And, yeah. <laughs> Slow and steady. Yep. Yeah. Slow and steady, but that's, that's fantastic. So, I just, where do you kind of see your art and, and yourselves growing over the next over the next year yeah so I have had no agenda since I started I've just been following what feels good and mm -hmm. I you know along the way there's just been different opportunities that present themselves and so right now I'm very busy with the illustration 
part of this children's book. Um, but after that's finished, I want to get back into doing more of the big landscape paintings mm -hmm. and get back into doing more exhibits in that way. Um, but yeah, I'm just open to see where the, the path leads as we go. Mm -hmm. So. Awesome. So on the big, so because I know you said you like doing the more the bigger painting. Like, yeah. what is it about the scale of the painting that's really drawing you? I think it's the challenge of it. You know, I I enjoy doing watercolor because it's fast and it's it, it's a little bit easier to just pick up and do right. in the small scale. And I like to do the realistic like pet portraits and things like that are fun. But the the challenge of taking this big blank canvas and turning it into something that makes you feel something, um, I think, is what I enjoy. Oh, so. wonderful. Okay. <laughs> it, it does. It evokes the, the bigger cameras is kind of invoke that kind of that the sense sublimity. of grandeur yes. and like yeah. being enveloped by something as opposed to like focusing your days. You're kind of like oh right. wow this thing you know yeah. this is surrounding me. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's interesting behind the scenes to see it you know unfold because I'm so grateful for the you know all the time and effort she puts in like Kirstie was saying you know she works all day you know, as a clinical pharmacist, and we've got, you know, a one-and-a-half-year-old, which yeah. keeps us super busy. Um, so sometimes, I mean, it's it's four in the morning, she's up painting. Sometimes it's <laughs> wow. late at night when, you know, he goes to yeah. bed or son goes to bed. Um, and, like, you know, when she was doing some of the bigger images, like, she'll do a lot of it in the garage, especially with our son, because it's got a lot more paint involved, and, you know, she got has a fan Toxins, and whatnot. not great for yeah, And so, yeah. yeah, so it's early in the morning, and she's in the garage when, you know, I get up. So, you know, it's amazing, the, the effort and work that goes into it. Wow. That's, that is that Very is inspiring. Yeah. It's inspiring. It's just, which I think a lot of people appreciate, just when you learn what goes into actually being. Like, there's a lot behind the scenes yeah. that goes into being an entrepreneur, even of art. Yeah. That you have to put a lot of extra work in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To, to make it work and it's and it comes out in the beauty of the paintings yeah absolutely and then brandon for yourself out of curiosity what was kind of for those who might be interested in you know one day publishing or writing something what, what's the process been like of sort of writing a book approaching a publisher what, what was that kind of like yeah well it, it, it's similar it fits totally in with the theme um <laughs> in the sense that it's super scary and what i've learned through a lot of the writing i've ever done in my life is either educationally driven, you know, through master's work or mm -hmm. undergrad, or just journaling. And so to write something and in that vulnerable way put it out there to a publisher and then eventually to a live audience is kind of scary. Mm -hmm. um, so that has been a unique challenge to it, uh, but a fun part. And I think we hit a point last fall where I kind of had the idea and manuscript done, mm -hmm. but was like, you know what, this is just a cool story we'll have. And credit to Kirstie was like, nope, you've got to take a leap. You've got to take the risk. Exactly. Just send it to the publisher. The worst that they say is like, it's not, no, yeah. sorry, yeah. Like, we're not interested. Uh, and it was awesome. And we sent it. And the following morning, they emailed back and were like, can you meet today? And we set up a, a, a meeting. And uh, they were like, we love the story. We love the background. Let's do this. Um, and it was, it was amazing. It was exhilarating. It gave me a lot of confidence in that. Um, and it connected a lot to the theme of the book and has given me a lot of ideas and now about what's next. You know, we're mm -hmm. brainstorming a follow-up. A future adventure. Yeah, a piece yes. of, you know, another, you know, instillment of the adventures of the two characters. Mm -hmm. Also thinking through, like, a journal and workbook um, mm -hmm. for kids that can color into some of the, the blanker images yeah. and stuff. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we're, I feel like, you know, excited in kind of the direction that it's going. That's fantastic. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. I like to hear that. You're thinking of the future. Yeah. Like that's yeah. That's great. Well, like, I, it's like um, a friend of of our dad's. Even even in you know the finance world, it's, it's similar. Like he always used to tell us, if you don't ask, the answers already know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So just go into it with the answers already know. Yeah. yeah. And the worst that can happen is that it's still not. Exactly. But like, yeah. You got to take that leap of faith. Well, so. and it's a great model too. Like for my students, I've realized especially from this side of it, when we ask students to write, that's a very vulnerable place sometimes, especially mm -hmm. if they're doing creative writing or yep. narrative-based writing or journaling. Right. And, um, you know, it's a lot for them to, to give that to a teacher to, to read it and get yes. feedback. And so yeah. um, I think it's just a great, you know, way to, like, model. And I, I've told a lot of my students that, like, you know, it's, it's a scary thing to write and to do that. And, uh, you know, it's okay. You know, we're going to get through this and we'll figure it out. And so... Um, I think that's been a really cool element yeah. of it. Yeah. Well, nice that you now have the experience to say, hey, if I can, <laughs> yeah, I can do exactly. it too. <laughs> you know, that's, that's awesome. And so, I mean, did you have any? Nope. So before we let you both go, 
key question. So for Kirsty, you know, where can people find out about your art and, and, and check it out? And for Brandon, where can people, where will, when can people expect the book and where can they purchase it? Yeah, so my art, I have an Instagram at Kirsty Perry Art, K-I-R-S-T-I-E-P-E-R-R-Y Art. Um, and then same thing, KirstyPerryArt.com is my website. Awesome, awesome. And it is beautiful. I mean, the, the website and the, the Instagram page, even the Facebook page has, has some fantastic artwork on there. Yeah, and for the book, uh, it'll go, um, we're thinking maybe a month, maybe two, kind of depending on as the images wrap up. Mm-hmm. And it'll go live on uh, Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. Um, I'm most active on Twitter through BLPerry3. Um, you can find my uh, website on there too, which will have a link to the book once it goes live, and then we'll publish and, and link it on my Twitter account also. And then obviously through Kirsty Perry Art. Yep. So of be course. On there too. Yep. Fantastic. Oh, that's, I, I'm very excited for it. So one, one to two months. Yep. Keep, yes. keep watching, keep checking it out, and, uh, and purchase. So what the name is just called, it's uh, Otis and Clara? Yep, that's it. Very simple. There you yep. go. Just search yeah. Otis, Otis and Clara. Otis and Clara, yep. Amazon, barnesandnoble.com. Yep. There you go. Fantastic. Uh, Kirsty, Brandon, thanks so much for, yes. for joining Thank us. Thank you so much. So much. It's an absolute yeah. pleasure. And we look forward to having you back maybe after yeah. it gets published. Yeah, Thank you. Awesome. Thank awesome. you so much. I'm going to say when the sequel comes out, there we we're going to have Otis live in studio. Yeah, Otis. <laughs> we'll do a little chair. And we'll do our, our, our guest today is Otis. Yeah, I guess today is Otis. Or I'll leave so we can have Brandon and Kirsty, and Otis and will take Otis. my seat because there I think everyone go. would rather see Otis. There you go, Jack. <laughs> I know who I'd rather see, so, just you know. two fists from your... <laughs> yeah. Like, you no, no, you can just adjust it. I'm awesome instructing. Have, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no worries, no worries. You know, it's, it's just great to see just people who pursue their passion, and then it, when you do that, you can get answers. Like that's, that's really entrepreneurship in a nutshell, right? Yeah. You've you got to take that leap of faith, and then you will be surprised how you will be rewarded for And it. for everyone who's watching, I did uh, tag Kirsty Perry Art across the major... Uh, channels that we yep, are live yeah. on if you're LinkedIn, watching on Instagram, any of the today, pages, the I Love personal pages, pages, or my personal page, and it's right. a personal page. You can see if you're watching, to, they uh, should be tagged to underneath KirstyPerryArt.com as well as KirstyPerryArt on Instagram. In case you are looking for art for your home, which I heard was also it's interesting because we there was a psychologist I can't remember his name, but he said that the most important thing you can do is have art in your home mm-hmm. because you need to beautify your home in some way. Now I don't know. Everyone's got a different opinion I on art it. in the home, I but like it. I mean, there's different kinds of art. There's right? like you're talking about blank wall space. No, or? no, I'm saying different people oh, okay, gravitate yeah. towards then different styles. Then there's the little styles. kids that draw the crayons on the the yeah, wall, and of course, yes, of course, they would tell you that's yes. art. Anyway, let's jump into so, our next yes, guest. One great <laughs> set of entrepreneurs to another. We are very excited to welcome to the show this morning Brenna Rice. She is the owner of Luxury Homebody. Brenna, thanks for joining us this morning. Hello. Thank you for having me. Now we're, we're, we're excited to have you on. So, I mean, for those who don't know you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you first became, you know, interested in massage therapy and sort of helping the human body. Yeah. Um, my name is Brenna Rice. I designed this company. I've been a massage therapist before. I actually just moved to Charlottesville from Colorado last year. And oh, welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and um, I got into massage therapy um, through really a, a very long path. So it started with growing up in the 90s. I'm not heroin chic. I had eating disorders. Decided that I wanted to go to college to learn more about the human body. Got a kinesiology degree. I also played soccer 22 years when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So I was on a nationally ranked team from 11 to 18. And so the eating disorders mixed with the high level of sports was really rough as I was younger. Yeah. So I wanted to learn about the human body. Went and got my kinesiology degree. And then was a personal trainer for about 10 years roundabout way was an EMT out in Oakland, California briefly. And then when I had finished all of that, I came to a spot where I wanted to help people heal their bodies, but personal training wasn't, wasn't my deep passion anymore. And so I needed to find another aspect to, to help people improve their health. And so massage therapy was something that I got into because touch is so essential to everybody. We know it's actually proven that babies will die if they're not touched. So, um, I think that there's just not enough touch. Then COVID happened, and we all got even more deprived of touch during COVID. And so there's so many different kinds of touch. My job is I want to let people experience it, and then I also want to teach people. So I not only do um, luxury in-home, luxury in-home, 
massage, but I also have workshops and then I have a six week course that I just started for individuals who, so you want to learn how to give your wife a full body massage so that you guys don't always have to go to a massage therapist no. when you want. You can have a special day at home or something. So I do six week courses now as well to teach people how to massage. So it could be a couple of, I tell people no gender relationship status, any two people are a couple. So that's... Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, it's for you to just teach, pass on that knowledge yeah. to people. Now you have a special now because I know Brent already, but you have a specialized Ooh. service. It's not just a. It's not like your run of the mill massage. I no. mean, let's go into that because no, no. I think that's the important. <laughs> I think that's that's a key portion of like yes. what makes your business luxury homebody. Exactly. Everybody says what makes it luxury, and <laughs> what makes it luxury is that when you go into a normal spa, they have. Swedish massage and deep tissue massage and hot stone massage and cupping massage and I want them all. <laughs> I don't want to just pick one. So I think that I'm like most people, that I don't just want to pick one service. And after getting enough education, it became clear to me that you don't go to your doctor and say, I want this prescription. You go to your doctor and say, this is what's going on with me. And then they take their tool belt and they apply it and they try to find what's wrong, give you a path of how to get out of those patterns. So that's what I wanted to do. So I decided that my business was not just going to be the massage, it was going to be making every aspect of the massage the very best that it could be to make the most optimal change within a tissue within a two hour period mm -hmm. possible. Um, so I do, I'm one of two people certified in the state for neural reset therapy. I'm master certified in that. So it's a way to reset your muscles through your brain. I can do it with your clothes totally on. Wow. I can reset any muscle. So um, I work neuromuscular therapy, cupping. It's not on my website, but gua sha. I work into a lot of um, my sessions. Steam towels, there's a hydrating hand treatment. There's a hydrating foot treatment. It's essentially for the whole body. I have a CBD mm -hmm. oil that I created myself through lots of learning about what goes into things and making it as simple and effective as possible. So I use that on my clients, I've had amazing results. And in Colorado previously, uh, I worked with mostly populations that were retirement and older. Mm. And so what I found was when I was able to work with people in a membership model, which is twice a month, it allowed me to really start to undo a lot of these uh, fascial patterns that people get into because our body is just a visual representation of all the patterns that we do every single day of our life. So if you're doing something that's so always in front of you like this, most likely the front of your chest is going to be really short if you're sitting in a computer all day. I mean, a lot of these are the exact same patterns now that we all mm -hmm. get, but we all get too tight of hip flexors, too yep. tight of quads, too loose, loose of hamstrings, too tight of pecs. People think that their upper shoulders are too tight, but in fact, generally they're too long because, like I was telling you, most people don't know that muscles can be tight both because they are too short and because they're too long. So although it's the opposite problem, you have to know what you're looking at because if you take something that's solution. too long and you do deep tissue and you loosen it farther, then you're just exacerbating that problem. So you have to know what you're looking at before you even tackle it, which is, it's just a bit... Excuse me. It's just a mixture of education mixed with this want to not leave anything behind. I'm at your house. We're going to do it. Like, I'm there. So let's get the most changes we possibly can. And the feedback that I've been receiving here, because it's a younger population, is what I'm finding is people's results are lasting a week or two weeks as opposed to a normal massage. You feel it like that day you feel great, and then maybe the next day you still feel pretty good, but then, but then about day two or three afterwards, you're right back to where you were, yeah. which is no kidding, because you're back into using those patterns that you use every single day, and mm -hmm. that person got 90 minutes to put maybe two minutes on that muscle that's too <laughs> tight for you. So, yeah, a lot of my work comes to educating people about their bodies. Mm -hmm. I loved it this morning. I was telling everybody... <laughs> My big thing is you are born with one meat rocket. That is what I call your body. You go through this cosmos with it. You never get to leave it. You wake up every single day with it. You can never escape it. So if it starts breaking down, if you don't like what you see and you don't have the education to begin finding your way out of that, then it can just lead to, I mean, it's physical unhealth, then mental unhealth. And I've just seen how it kind of snowballs. And so, yeah, I just... I want to teach. I want to teach you how to take care of your body. 
and what? make you feel better with massage. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want to do it, I'll do it for you. Well, <laughs> well, you highlighted something that we've talked before, which is why I'm able to ask these questions. But one of the things you always highlighted was the fact that you know, it kind of reminded us of just in the finance in the sense that starting younger is better because like you've, you had mentioned something about the older population, it's a lot harder to undo all those years, whereas with the younger population, you can have more of an effect. So could you like unpack that a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, a perfect example is my fiance the other day said, I fell off my bike on the way home and I don't know why it hurts so much more than when I used to fall off my bike when I was younger. And I said, yeah, because it's the 10,000th time you've probably fallen off a bike. Whereas when you're younger, it's the 50th time, it's the 100th time. And your body, it's just like everything else. If, if you're rough with it, it'll eventually break down. And a lot of people are. We're rough with it in the way that we relax, you know, we use alcohol, we use cannabis, we use all these different things that everything when used in moderation is fine. That's what I also love teaching people is like, yes, I don't like this dietary moderation. world. Yeah, like chicken and rice and broccoli and like, no thank you. I, <laughs> no, we all yeah. have to live, you know, like you could die tomorrow so don't just eat that exactly. stuff and like not love your life. But I want to teach you that it, it's just, it's all moderation. So if you want a little bit more in this area, then maybe you need to take a little bit more from another area. Maybe you need to work out a little bit more. Maybe you need to work out differently because yeah. of the way you like to live. So it's also just finding how to connect people with that passion. I mean, in the 90s, it was all about, like, you got to go to the gym five days a week, an hour every single day. And if you don't, you're terrible. And <laughs> I think that people were like, well, I can't hit that. So yeah. they started just not going. And I like teaching people... If you don't like going to the gym, don't go to the gym. It, go on a walk. Go take your dog out on, on a hike. You know, go to a climbing gym. Go to a jujitsu gym. It doesn't have to be getting on a treadmill and running yep. and then going and lifting weights. It, it, there's so many ways to do health. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Do you find, what are some of the, like, particularly here, because I would imagine Charlottesville, a lot of people that are like in our business where you're kind of mostly sitting at a computer all day. You, you, if, if you've got a standing desk, like you stand, rather, I mean, you still don't really move. You yeah. just go up and down. What are some of the things you commonly have found that, you know, that the results in the body that you have to kind of work with? Oh, I mean, the most common across the board is upper cross syndrome, which is what I was talking about, where the front is too tight too, and the upper shoulders are too, too long. long. And actually the trapezius is... Um, is a diamond-shaped muscle that the upper portions can be tight and the lower portions can be long. So it's the same muscle having both dysfunctions within the same thing, which is where cupping therapy is probably the biggest part of my massage that people really, when they leave, they've almost never had that experience within a massage to the level that I do it. And then also I love to teach people self-cupping outside of it because it's such a good self-care tool. In fact, I have one of my workshops, one of my most popular workshops is the self-cupping workshop because why not? You know, if you could make it to where essentially all but your own back because like you can't get your own back. (laughs) But if your whole body, if you can release tension in your whole body every day by just taking 20 minutes right when you get out of the shower and do something for yourself... It's just, again, it's, it's an it's easy huge. thing that you yeah. can throw into your routine. You don't have time for the gym, but you have time to do this for yourself. So, what, how, so how, does cupping, how does cupping work? What, yes. what do people expect from cupping? Because I've actually never had it yes, done. I, He's I, never I, been cupped. Well, yeah. you know, well, and everybody, everybody references Michael Phelps' picture that's like, I guess I've actually I oh, yeah, seen he it. Done, but, yeah. but he has the big purple marks on his back, and everybody's like, is that cupping? That is a form of cupping. There's two kinds. There's gliding and there's static cupping. So static cupping is what he had that produces those kind of marks. And that's when his tissue is just overly used. I also don't know how long those people kept those on. There's a lot of wrong practices happening in cupping because there's a lot of people just wanting to make those marks. Mm -hmm. They just think it's really cool and they want the Instagram picture. What you have to know is that cupping can actually affect your tissue extremely deep. That's static uh, cupping can get up to three inches deep in your tissue. So say you don't know that your kidney hangs out the bottom of right where your rib cage is in the bottom, and you put a cup there, you'll actually be pulling the toxins from your own kidney back out towards your lymph system. Ooh. So it's important yeah. to go to educated people when it comes to mm-hmm. these type things. What cupping therapy is, is it's vacuum therapy. So when you massage, you compress the tissue between the bone and your hand. When you're cupping, it's pulling the tissue away from the bone. So if you think it's one of the only times in your life your tissue would ever feel being pulled away from the bone, that almost never happens. So 
fascia is do you know fascia? No. Okay, let me introduce you to fascia. This is the, this I have is to the introduce everybody part. to fascia. Yeah. So, so uh, the easiest way that I found to uh, talk about fascia is that if you took away everything but your bones, you'd have a skeleton. Everybody knows what that mm -hmm. looks like. If you took away everything but your vasculature, you would have like you know the red side and the blue side. Everybody's yep. seen that. If you took away everything but your fascia, you would look the most like you do right now because your fascia is around every bone, every organ, every muscle, every nerve. Uh, it's also you have superficial fascia underneath all of your skin has superficial fascia and then you have deep fascia mm -hmm. So it really looks if you were to look at a picture of fascia. It looks like a wet spider web But it's this very interesting thing that it doesn't stay in a certain pattern It can actually split and more I'll have to show you a video about this later like all my <laughs> clients I send them the video and they're like, oh my god, so um, but fascia is so important, not many people even know about it. And most of the time when you feel muscular tension, what you're feeling is fascial tension. And you have fascial lines that go throughout your body. There's, I think, four or five major fascial lines. And they go from your head all the way down to your foot. And these are connected pieces of fascia. So if you have dysfunction in a piece up near your neck, you will feel it all the way down that line to your foot. So... Fascia is very important. Yes. Cupping addresses fascia, and what cupping does is it takes blood flow in it, it suctions blood into that area. So when you damage a piece of your tissue, mm -hmm. um, let's say, I'm trying to think of like an easy injury. Okay, you just damage your arm and get a bruise for some reason. Mm -hmm. So when the inflammation happens, it makes the blood flow not as great in that area. Mm -hmm. So think about like, your house gets messed up, they gotta come, they gotta repair a bunch of stuff, there's gonna be, you know, the, the packaging and everything yeah, for all the pieces. Yeah. So there's all this junk when your body is repairing cells, there's all this cellular debris that can be left in the tissue because that blood flow is not going through the tissue like it should be. So once it heals, all that debris is still left in there. The blood flow is still not working correctly, but you're fully healed. Mm -hmm. So you still might feel some residual pain in that area. You might feel some residual tightness in that area. So cupping would go in there and it would bring blood back into that area. So you're able to rehydrate that, get the cellular debris out of there, and it will take, I keep saying it, but it'll keep taking that cellular debris and it will suck it up towards the superficial portion of your skin, which is where your lymph system is. Then it can take it back and it reabsorbs into essentially your body's recycling system. Oh, that's amazing. Super short yeah. answer. But. That's, that's <laughs> amazing. No, but, but I think that highlights something that's special about you in particular is the fact that you have uh, all these degrees and, and, and you have it's such knowledge about the body that it's not just about, hey, my shoulder's tight, you yeah. know? There, it's, it goes deeper than that. Yeah. Well, and what I want to teach people is you should always be asking the why. Yeah. And that's what I did is throughout the kinesiology degree, it was say something, oh my gosh, why? <laughs> yeah. And then we go deeper down the rabbit hole and it was it was always so nice to be able to it's easier to follow protocols when you understand what's going on behind them i think in everything in life it's the same like rules like people hate rules but it's like if you're an entrepreneur you really love rules because yep. you're like look i spent a lot of time making this rule for a specific reason exactly. in my business so yeah yeah but exactly speaking of entrepreneurs what was it like taking that plunge just like from saying okay you have the, all this experience doing the massage therapy and say all right i'm gonna do this for myself as my own business? Uh, well, I mean, that happened more out of us moving to Red Feather Lakes, Colorado, which is like, there's nothing in Red Feather. <laughs> so, so it was not the first time I'd started a business. That was actually when I moved to an even more remote place of Watford City, North Dakota, with my ex-husband who was in the oil field. And that was like, there was one grocery store. And oh, so I was like, wow. is my college degree going to be used putting cans on shelves, or am I going to start my own business? So. Yes, and then once I started my own business, I think as an entrepreneur, it's hard to go back into the workforce because I'm not a normal worker and I, I refuse to be paid like one <laughs> nowadays. So I, I know my worth, I know what my system does for people, and I also, it's, it's kind of like I, I tell Nick and everybody that I meet, my personal in-home massage therapy is not for everyone. If you just want to go and have a relaxing massage and you're not somebody who has a whole lot of fascial problems or anything, you do not want to pay my price point for me to come to your house yeah. and do what I do. But if you're a runner, if you're a CrossFitter, if you are somebody who 
is just in chronic pain all the time and you don't really understand why or you know my favorite client in Colorado he got into a car wreck 20 years before I met him got whiplash and it went from having whiplash to all of a sudden it freezing his neck up to where he had to turn like this when I first met him then he got on pain pills to relieve the pain in his neck then the pain pills started eating holes in his stomach then he had to go and start getting those cauterized he was a mess when I first met him two years later off all of his pain pills full range of motion so it's amazing what can happen when you take these deep set patterns and you really start unraveling them Mm -hmm. the membership model is made for that because although it may seem a little higher of a price point to some people when you use your body in a way like a lot of people who work out do crossfit do somebody who is anywhere over 60 it's just the patterns are so deeply embedded Mm -hmm. in your body that you can't, like even once every 14 days to only have two hours with you is not very much. It's a lot of the self-care that I teach my clients to. We talk about, yeah, and in each session as well, when we're done, we go through, this muscle was really tight on you. Here's a very easy exercise for you to start doing in your free time. This is too long on your back. Here's the exercise that you need to start doing to strengthen this muscle on your back. So it's it's not just the massage. There's a lot of just extra additional in-between sessions that I'm trying to give people. I will give you as much information as I can and then hope that you do everything that you want with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's the classic thing my, my chiropractor says to me all the time when, uh, when I would go. He's like, have you done the uh, exercises, right? And I'm like, not as much as I should. He goes, well, he's like, if you think about it, if the doctor gave you you know, this pill and you didn't take it and you went back, you said, God, the pill's not working. He's yes. like, well... Well, it's kind of funny because I'm a tyrant with my wife, and I make sure she does her exercises at night. And then, then the doctor asked me, and I was like, "Oh, that's right." I like I force her to do it like right before we go to bed, and then I'm like, "Oh, I didn't didn't do it." I just, I do, I just, I get into bed and I just watch. Like some things, well, I do that too. I'm like, "Are are you supposed?" One time, I was like, "Are you supposed to do it that fast?" She goes, "No." <laughs> and meanwhile, you're you're doing like you know. I feel like I should be doing. I'm like reading right my now, book. I'm, I'm like you know. I'm setting my alarm, and then I'm, and I'm like, something. oh, that's right. I should be doing that too. But that's really <laughs> so key to learn because I think so often, right? We we have some type of chronic pain or tightness, or because of the fact that basically we're not we're not taking care of our bodies the way we should, and our our go to is what's the quick fix that makes me feel better. As opposed to what is the deeper solution that will make me not need the quick fix. In other words, I don't need to take the Tylenol pill every day if I've dealt with the underlying problem. Do you want to know what I tell so many people say, how do I get a yoga body? Do yoga. (laughs) No, I mean, it it sounds so stupid, but it's like certain, like I said, your body is a reflection of the patterns Mm -hmm. you have. Runners' bodies look like runners' bodies because of the muscles they use consistently. Mm-hmm. Yoga bodies look like yoga bodies because of the stretching they do consistently. And, and they do a lot of strengthening work. It's body weight, but it's so mm-hmm. important. I'm, yoga is one of the most underutilized things around. I mean, I, I actually hook everybody up with an app that I use, my sister introduced me to, that is just so nice because I'm a personal trainer and I don't like training myself all the time I like just showing up to the gym and having somebody tell me what to do too so yeah I it's it's all about finding the path of least resistance for your health and you said you know people just they don't think about their bodies that's okay there's nothing wrong with that because nowadays the world is so big that we have to specialize so whatever your specialty is that's really what you focus on and like I said this meat rocket just gets like kind of like, I'll wake up with it, I'll go to bed with it, and it just kind of, like, is there with you all the time, yep. but you're not presently ever thinking about how, mm-hmm. like, it does affect your day. It affects your day when you wake up and you have a headache every single day, mm-hmm. or you can't walk correctly because your ankle, you know, has is misfiring. That's the neuromuscular that I did was mm-hmm. a lot of times when people injure themselves, so you injure your shoulder, and you go to reach up for a glass, and you're like, oh, ow, that hurts. And so you start reaching up a different way to go grab that glass. But what happens is after after the pattern has happened so many times neurologically in your brain, that pathway is made. So that muscle can heal, and you will still do this every time you reach up for a glass because your brain has then said, 
that's her to avoid that pain, which is I what your body's always way. trying to do is to avoid the pain is to create a new pathway. Yeah. Well, your body won't stop doing that until you relieve it or teach it to retrain it back into mm -hmm. the pattern that is most correct ergonomically. So very fascinating with people who have deep set older injuries and how it can just, it, it can spur into so many other things. Like people don't know that the body, when you're in pain on one side of your body for a certain amount of time, that the brain doesn't like that. So it will actually start splitting the pain signal after a while. So you'll start feeling pain on your uninjured side. Oh and then you will end up starting to develop compensation patterns to get out of that pain as well. So something that starts as one injury will end up as four or five separate injuries or dysfunctional um, patterns by the end, which again is why the membership is is so it's great deep. if you're deeper set into yeah. those patterns. So, And again, the memberships are not made for somebody to, maybe back in my other population, people were with me for two years. This younger population, it's not necessarily meant for that. My goal is to make you self-sufficient. So my mm -hmm. goal is to teach you enough about working out your body, self-care, massage, everything that I possibly can so that you can do it all on your own without mm -hmm. me. Because so, yeah. I can only do so much. My hands burn out at so many hours, so I gotta teach you all to take care of each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. yeah, I mean the classes, like there's a simple back massage one. I do a 15 minute back massage on my fiance all the time. That's just neck, shoulders, back, arms, and it's a very simple routine. It's one of the things that I teach just for couples because how many times does your significant other say, can you please give me a neck massage or a back massage? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's just nice to have that skill and not to be touching and feeling like, I don't I'm know what I'm doing. Right. Yep. Oh, and that's the other thing. During these six-week courses, what I've really found, couples and friends or whoever too, the communication that improves between the two people is unbelievable because mm, wow. you wouldn't even believe how many couples come in and they touch each other all the time and they never ask how the other person feels about that touch and when all of a sudden you start demanding it and talk to your person talk to your, does that feel good is there anywhere that's not feeling good yeah. and you get them to keep that feedback loop oh my gosh it is it is wow. really cool to see how it changes over the six weeks how much closer wow. people get and yeah that's amazing. Well, that's wonderful too. There's like an aside. <laughs> it's almost like a side effect of of of, yes. of what you're doing. Yeah. Well, and, he, and healing touch is so great. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to have this skill? That way, you know, when you have an ailing grandparent, palliative care, hand massage yes. is huge mm. in palliative care. So, just there's so much yeah. that this can be used for that. I just want to take my knowledge and give it to everybody, and yeah, just so that y'all can live. Which better, is awesome. healthier, well, yeah. happier. Knowledge is awesome. powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah it no. is. Education, 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 education is the thing that I think all of us as entrepreneurs is mm -hmm. we're educating we people. Do. Yeah, because we're passionate about it and we're passionate about it for a reason. Like I said, I bond with women in a different way because I there is not many women you come across. So you're like, have you never had a problem with food? Like there's barely anybody. And so it's nice to begin to build a new relationship with your body and yeah. new habits. Yeah. Oh, Brenna, this has been fantastic. I've learned so much. So much. Yeah. My, yeah. You've definitely opened my just knowledge of, of even things like, you know, that classic thing about you learn about things you didn't know you didn't know. This is why, because I, I met Brenna at Station C. We've been going, and it was one of those things that, like, as, as I kept hearing her talk, I'm like, she's got to get on the show. <laughs> on the show. Well, I'm, glad, the show. I'm glad you came on the show. So for, for people who are interested in, in learning more and in contacting you, where what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, so my website is luxuryhomebody.com. And then I also have a Facebook page that's Luxury Homebody. And then my handle on Instagram is at Lux, L-U-X, Homebody, because someone already had the handle. <laughs> <laughs> you check all the handles except yep. for one, and that one is taken. So. There you go. I know. I know the feeling. So Lux Homebody on Lux Instagram, luxuryhomebody.com. Yep. Nice and easy way to get connected. Yeah, so. there's all the descriptions of all each of the services that I offer. I even do a corporate chair massage as well for any uh, like bosses who would like to have me come in. It's the 15 minute that I mm -hmm. teach. I do that. I do the hydrating hand treatment and then we just move people in and out every 15 minutes and it's kind of nice to be able to give your employees a little refresh in the middle of the day. Absolutely, so yeah. yeah, a little something for everybody and like I said, um, the in-home massage therapy is a higher price point for a reason but if you, if that's not something for you then maybe one of the workshop classes mm -hmm. 
believe me, I'll teach you as much as I possibly can in those classes. So. Fantastic. And ask questions yes, because you like ask questions. All the questions. Yeah. And if I don't know it, then you guys will teach me something. I'll yeah. go learn it and then I'll teach you. There you go. Absolutely. There you go. Brenna, thanks so much for coming on. Thank it's been you, a pleasure. Alex. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Brenna. All right. Now, fantastic, fantastic show. A couple of shout outs. Stephanie Lane, thanks for watching the show this morning. Patsy Parker, Kevin Oney. Thanks for joining us uh, on the show this morning. It's been a it's been a great show. Well, very informative, yep. <laughs> very artistic, and extremely so. informative. And just you know, always love to see the passion yes. that people bring to. And, and to the their phrase of the day, both this morning and now, was meat rocket. <laughs> 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 the meat rocket, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely loving it. And next week's going to be a lot, a great show as well. We're looking forward to welcoming um, Irina Dovdanetsky uh, with Simplicity Beauty is going to be joining us, as well as Lee Elberson uh, Lee from Labor and Education. Always, always going to be fun to, to I am talk very to impressed that you pronounced Irina's he, name so perfectly. Well. What can I say? When you read enough Dostoevsky, who, uh, <laughs> you begin to pronounce uh, Russian names a little more. Oh, that's Slavic names, I should say. I don't know if she's Russian, but Slavic I guess we'll names. Ask, yeah. We'll ask. Um, Slavic names a little, little bit more. So, But looking forward to both of those next week. There are going to be some great interviews. I know um, they both have fantastic, fantastic businesses and knowledgeable people as well. And I may not be returning, but Michael will be taking my there place. There you go. Michael's going to be joining us next week, so you can look forward to that. Yes. You know, thanks, but thanks for joining me these past Absolutely. couple of weeks. Absolutely. Thanks for it's, having me. It's been me. a pleasure co-hosting with you. And uh, I'm sure, I mean, you will be back. I will be back in the future at some point. You will be back. I mean, I'm sure. At some indeterminate At some point in May when I'm gone for a couple Yes, of weeks, yeah. Well, yes. Then someone will have to host and we'll exactly. have to. Then I will be sitting there. There you go. There you go. So thank you to all our, our guests and, and commenters today and everyone who, who liked the show. We had a lot of people watching, so we appreciate your time in the morning. Um, always love Judah behind the camera, making us all look good. Uh, making the show work and telling us uh, when not to talk in the beginning and when to go right mm-hmm. into it. And, you know, and Judah, he does do a lot of work too. You know, when you see yeah. the, promo, the promo photos, you know, when you've got the fact that you know everyone has their little section, they know where to sit. It's, not, it's all Judah yes. getting, getting it worked. Judah's the um, wizard. So we still, appreciate yeah. his wizardry. Appreciate uh, Jerry in house today for the I Love Seville Network. Uh, thank you. Thank you, of course, to Emergent Financial Services for our being our presenter and to our friends at Castle Hill Cider, Credit Serious Insurance, and Forward Adelante for being our partners. Uh, Thank you all for joining us this morning. We appreciate all of you. Uh, Be sure to send us any questions, comments, people you think we should feature on the show. You know we love um, featuring the amazing entrepreneurs. You do not have to pay us to be on the show. (laughs) This is what we love to do. And, of course, we look forward to seeing you all next week. But until that time, as we say, hasta mañana. Well done. Great show. Was it fun? <laughs>